yo, 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 what's going on? Thank you all for joining us tonight. Where are you? Yes, you are with your girl, Black Pearl, here at Untitled Sports Talk. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you all for joining and tuning in again. I am joined, of course, by my homies, the one and only Lefty Drizzle. What's going on? Colder than the snotty nose. Fresh than we have to drink water out the water hose. Ooh. Ooh. That's that water hose water. You guys, you laugh because you know that water hose water is different. Yo, yo. Ooh. Untitlers, Ooh. I wish y'all could see my homie right now. Come on now. The Come freshest. On now. Come the on freshest. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Got that, so close. That fresh close shave at the barber shop. Yes. <laughs> Boy, you ready, you're getting to ready call for me. springtime. You're yep. getting ready for springtime, ain't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I told him, give me the Jordan, but give me a little bit of Kobe with it. <laughs> give me a little, leave a little bit of hair. Don't shave me, but just give me close. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yo, yo, BB, how you feeling, baby? How you feeling? We're a couple of weeks removed now. We're a couple of weeks removed now. How you feeling? I'm feeling, I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling great, man. I'm going to just say it like this. Even Nick Cole got one. Even Nick Cole got one. Where Nick Cole Oh, my goodness. Is this how the rest of the year going to be with you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Anyways. Anyways. Glad to see you tonight. Glad to see you tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yo. Yo. We got the coldest. The coldest of the colds. Cole Jones. What's going on? What's going on, homie? <laughs> that fool went silent on me. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Ah, uh, I just had to. <laughs> look, I, because you know of what? our pre, you know because what? of our pre meeting, right? I was a little bit upset. I had to calm down a little bit. All right, he took a older silence of you. Took a little silence He took a older silence of you. And if you want to find out more to the story, you'll also listen to Three Wise Fools, which is also on the Billy Family Network. Message. You gotta listen to find out. You gotta listen to find out the full story. It's like a book. It's like a book. Yeah, you gotta man. To yeah, man. Next week is gonna be very exciting. <laughs> oh, oh, gents. Oh, it's a pleasure to be with y'all again for another episode of Untitled Sports Talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, um, Lefty. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I hear that there's some news coming out about one of I'm not gonna say BD's faves necessarily, <laughs> but someone that he does highly admire. Mm. And his name is not Matt Stafford, because we're not talking football. <laughs> yeah, so uh so LeBron Willikinesis James. That is not his real name. I just want y'all to know. <laughs> LeBron James says he'll do whatever. And you know how he go. Whatever it takes to play in the NBA with his son before retiring. His exact quote. It's not about money at that point. The Los Angeles Lakers star said in an interview with the Atlantic. So basically, LeBron has his interview 37. He made it clear his plans to team up with his 17-year-old son. 17-year-old son, when he becomes officially ready for the NBA and before he retires. My last year will be played with my son. 
I mean, it's just direct quotes. He's not saying this and that. You got another quote right here. It's not about the money. Let's go further down what he says. LeBron, who is currently playing in his 19th season, has four titles under his belt, two with the Miami Heat, one with the Cleveland Cavaliers, and one with the Lakers, plans to do anything possible to team up with his son. So if you didn't know, he's trying to play with his son. My thing, is that going to be in a Laker uniform? Because it's already f them picks, right? Oh, they so, ain't got, they ain't, they ain't got so, the picks to go so, get him. Yeah, so obviously he's probably gonna be playing in Indianapolis somewhere, but uh I'm gonna go, I'm gonna throw it to BD on purpose because we've been messing yeah. with him. Let, let me let me so, just say this. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so give me your tea, give me your spill on this right here. Let me just say this first. This only adds to his greatness. <laughs> uh, oh most definitely being a goat. Uh I, mind you, I said a goat, I didn't say V goat. He's definitely a goat. Okay, um, okay. But if I'm not mistaken, there's only room, there's only room for one. This guy. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if I'm not mistaken, this this has never been done before, correct? What? No, uh, never, never. In the NBA? Not a, not, whoa! In, in the, the I was gonna say King Griffey yeah, played with his dad. The, I believe the last, okay. the last one that I can think of is uh, King Griffey Senior and Junior. Right. Okay. But this is the first time in the NBA. In the NBA, yes. In the NFL, their lifespan is not that long. Only person that could have done it close is Tom Brady. But yeah. even then, he had kids late. So his oldest kid, I think, is like 12. So that ain't happening. Uh, again, it asks his greatest. I think it's great. It, I think it'll be great for Bronny as well. You know what I'm saying? Have, you know, somebody I, he could really, like, I think, really lean on. I think that just ensured that his son is going to get into the NBA. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. Hey, what did you say before? Hey, that's, We're that's marketing. Yeah. Like that. If anything, if anything, bro, you gonna make it there. So what? What? What, what would technically be his draft class? What he about? What three years out? Twenty twenty four, I think they said. He's a, he. This is not his first year at Sierra County. I believe it's his second year. So yeah, two years. So he about two years out. That it put mm-hmm. that put Brian at what forty? Forty. Yeah. yeah oh, that's right. Me, I, me and Brian the same age. That's that's why. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, man. One, I can see him doing. One, he's going to do it. Like it, it's going to right. happen. Um, now, see, my question is, and this is where I really, honestly, have been paying attention to my Pelicans and their picks because, along with us and Oklahoma City, we had a slew, like we controlled the next probably two to three drafts. Uh, but okay. we, we did give up some some stuff to to, to get a. a McCollum, but we still okay. have picks that are two years out. Yeah, yeah, do. And they really, they they look like they're gonna pay some some good dividends. Hopefully, so I don't. But here's the other thing: I don't know where we're gonna be in two years because we actually may trend up. So it's like mm-hmm. that'd be wild if if we could. But that's the only way I can see him because you gotta you gotta look at what. Teams are going to be at in two or three years. Yeah. Okay. I just I'm playing devil's advocate here a little bit, so I just want to know when he says play with his son, he doesn't just mean to play in the NBA with his son at the same time. Oh no! Play on the same. Oh no! They're going to be on the same team. He's bringing the sponsorships and everything to that team. Yeah. You know. 
Because I definitely think at that point too, which he's already defined it, defied it by his age and scoring and stuff like that. I don't think he'll be as integral. I still think he'll be more important than any other 40 year old player. Like, I don't think it'll be like Vince Carter, which I'm not throwing shade because Vince Carter, I think for that 39 to 40 year season when he was that age, he actually got off the bench like sixth, seventh man. That last season, though, he literally played like oh, he was about as big as a minute a game. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't. I don't think he'll be like that. I think he'll get a good 15 to 20 minutes and really help the team. But, you know, no, he wants to be on that exact same thing. He wants to get assist to his son and throw alley oops. And, you know, he want to make sure, like, look, if I can't get the ball, somebody with my last name is going to get the ball. Look, whatever, what, whatever they go. <laughs> see, here's the here's the thing. Now you've created the uh uh, what's what's his son name? Bronny. You've created Bronny. now now you've created the yeah. the the the, the Bronny race. That's what's that right. when LeBron said right. all of that. What you said? Every every organization was like, hey, we need a Bron, we need a Bronny plan. Even at right. forty, that's a fact, bro. We need a Bronny yeah. plan because we can. We had we the need potential a plan without somebody looking like Brian Flores. Well, you got to keep this in mind. We got a potential to get LeBron James, which is already a a a, right. a machine of money. Yeah. So you're going to get that machine of money. Then right. you have guaranteed four years of his son, whoever gets him, with the option of the fifth year. So you're gonna get right. so that's five years technically if you think about it. Got that right yeah. of of straight running capital for your franchise. That that's a friend that literally is a franchise turnaround. Mm-hmm. Yes, whatever they go. Mm-hmm. So this is for I the, like and, how, and this is the this whole package deal. <laughs> well, you gotta love yeah. it, and that's why that's the greatness of LeBron. And I always agree with with BD when he said uh, when we had this argument of player movement. LeBron James is the definition of player movement. Oh, yeah. never, what other, Michael Jordan never could come out and say, oh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to play uh, for whoever, you know what I'm saying, draft my team. Right. Like, openly. Openly? Too. Like a bunch of times. In interviews. Wow. Out of interviews. Facing the camera. Right. Wow. <laughs> like, again, Jordan never had that. We're talking about people who changed the league. Magic ain't never had that. Yeah. So that's the greatness of LeBron. When it when at the end of the day, and that'll probably be the only reason I would say, yo, yeah, he's a goat. He's a goat <laughs> because that is a that's what have I always said? You have to change the game to be considered a goat. You have to somehow change the game and player mm-hmm. movement. The way he done it, nigga, James Harden been on three teams. In two yeah. years, not by his choice, and not right. by his yeah. choice. That's player, not by his choice necessarily. <laughs> right, but that's that's the freedom. We all know this never could have happened in the nineties. Right. No. At they all, have, they they couldn't have took that contract away. And the only reason they were able to take them other contracts away, like who was getting paid up until like four years ago, like that Darren Williams and oh John, my God. the Dunker, Josh yeah. Smith. The only reason they were able to not be with their team and still get paid that money is because they didn't go to another team. Josh Smith was raping the game for like five years after, bro. When he was in China, he still was getting NBA still checks. NBA checks. From Houston. Like, remember, he went from Houston to Detroit and didn't do nothing. He was still getting Houston checks from, like, three or four years. Houston just because, let I mean, Detroit just let him walk. They was just like. Right, yeah, Detroit. Like, yeah, we good. Bro, we just going to wave you. Like, look, we, we'll pay you just not to be here. 
Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> you can shoot that ball. And Darren too, Williams. Oh man, I, I can I can give y'all a whole a documentary on how that uh, that that was a great career just gone down the toilet. That needs to happen because him and he, Chris was that, like definitely the ball. Definitely. No, no. He, he was he was ten times better than Chris Paul. We talk. Boy, I'm talking about boy, boy. We. You as far as scoring, I give the team leader and assistant a little head over to Chris Paul. And that may be because I'm gonna be honest, it may be because I haven't seen him play in a while, and Chris Paul's just done it longer. But if you take away all these Chris Paul years after him, I gotta give Cole a point because they literally, when they was both on the USA team, they literally were struggling for minutes to yeah. give who up first. But I do think he can score hands above down way better than Chris Paul, but like I said, the long kind of pushes my mindset of out of sight, out of mind. He's just, a different, he's just a different kind of point guard, I think. Right, Dan Williams cool. He brought that left to right cross before Ooh, KD do it. Much as I love KD, boy, that left to right. That left no to right. Legs, no behind the back. I'm going to give you this all day. I'm going to give you this all day. You know what I'm about to do. I'm a, you going to go for every one of them. Yeet, yeet. Yeah, that was cool. Yeet, yeet. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Every time. I'm gonna do it slow. I'm gonna do it fast. I'm gonna do it right now. I'm gonna do it slow down. I'm like, yo, I don't got no other one. And I don't need no other one. That's the one thing about at a professional school level, I've heard a lot of people say and trainers say is like you need to know all this stuff, but if you have one thing that works until somebody stops it, you kill why it. would you go away you, from it? You know, you Josh Smith like, never went what Josh would never went to his uh left hand, right? He was Josh Smith was a right no Josh Josh never went to his right hand. He was a left hand. He never went to his right hand. No, I ain't going front. He for him it didn't work out so well. He he became he was an all star. Him it didn't work out so well. He was an all star. He was an all star. He was an all star that got him that bag. Oh no, that uh, that that Atlanta Hawks team that he first played on with uh. Who was it with Money Joe, Smooth Joe, and Al Horford and Jeff Mark Crawford? That was a tough team. Once again, if it wasn't for LeBron James, you know, they maybe might have more. But (laughs) they were the first Toronto Raptors. Before the Toronto Raptors were that and kept getting beat by LeBron, they were the first. Atlanta Hawks. Oh, no, they lost in the conference finals. Remember, uh, LeBron swept them. Remember, they were the number number one seed (laughs) two years in a row. They were the number one seed two years in a row. When LeBron first got Cleveland mm-hmm. over the hump when he went to the finals, they were the number, I think, two seeds. So that was conference finals. Then that next year when they was like, we know it's LeBron. They got the number one seed and they met, I think, in the second round because Cleveland, LeBron started like playing with the stuff and didn't really do that great in the regular season. They met in the second. And then they got, I think, the last straw when they was, the last straw was the one where it's not Jay Crowder, but it's a dude that looks something Prince, not Tayshawn Prince, but he's dark skinned with dreads. He hit the game winning shot over him, and they went into like three overtimes. Oh, and that, LeBron that, that backboard, that, that, back, that backboard, that, that running backboard shot. The, the uh, running back, oh, that, bro. <laughs> that, <laughs> oh, that hurt my heart. Gone by then. But Atlanta was still somewhat okay. That was the last straw when everybody from Atlanta left. Jamal Crawford went to L.A. and did all the other stuff. Everybody left. Like, that whole starting five was no more because they was like, look, that, we can't get it with him. That might so. be LeBron. That's the best LeBron buzzer beat I've ever seen. Because yeah. it was it, – I'm going to tell you how – and watching it, it was like, yo, he might finna hit this runner. Right. Shit, this nigga hit this runner. 
God going to the left, going to with the, the left. opposing bench right, right there, body still facing forward. So the hoop is he didn't even, like you know how you jump and turn your body. He didn't even turn his body with one hand. Ease. He didn't even shoot it right with he, literally ease. one hand like this. <laughs> Game, <laughs> nothing but net. Yeah. Double overtime, or at least one overtime. I don't know if it went to double or one overtime. They were the upper seed mm-hmm. and didn't win one game. Got oh, swept. Man. That was the last straw. Atlanta said, "Nope." That's not doing this. Man. Not it's doing this. No more. It's Atlanta. Don't 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 get yeah. to it. it was, that was Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Goats also go six and zero, and five and one. Those are goats. Yeah, they, yeah, they do. Not four. And I what we talked about them kind of with the player movement. So I'm actually not. A, I'm gonna save Demar. We're gonna keep going Demar, but I'm gonna go to Pearl on this one since we talked about you know teammates and James Harden going with three years. We won't. We ain't gonna go to James yet, but the boy. Zion, we're going to talk about him and the detached teammate and how it should be. So, J.J. Redick in the interview says that uh, after the trade with C.J. McCullough, it's okay to say that Zion Williams was basically a detached teammate, being the fact that he didn't reach out in the playing time with him. He didn't seem too interested in the team. So, Pearl, before we jump on anybody else, how do you just feel about that statement in general? Is it Zion's responsibility to go up and beyond being that he's a number one pick? What's your opinion on that? I feel that there's a lot of truth to that statement. Mm. I think that Zion's detachment, though, is not necessarily towards his teammates, per se. I just don't don't think that he's in a situation that he wants to be in. And I think that the longer he stays in that situation, the more detached, in quotes, that he's going to seem. Because he's not happy where he is. So... Um, I think I honestly, I honestly, I honestly believe that, that he is one of those players that you are going to see a change in once he's out of there um, okay. and maybe playing in um, on a team in a locale that's more suitable for him. Gotcha. I'm going to talk to that. our New Orleans sports confidant right here, uh, Cole Jones, who's everything New Orleans. So, uh, Cole, yep, right. stretch out, get ready. The floor is yours, sir. So, <laughs> as a the resident uh, Pelicans and Saints uh, uh, super fan here, um, I'm confused when it comes to the whole Zion situation, uh, but I've seen this before. Okay. Mm-hmm. And also. being a small market team, uh this is nothing but the Baron Davis situation. Mm, yeah, okay. this is this is the this is the Baron Davis situation um all over again. So we've seen this before. What I so what's irritating me the most um is that a lot of college a lot of these players now that come out have this notion that they are they should be destined to go to good teams and mm. they they forget that it's the whole reason why the draft the lottery exists is so the teams <laughs> can get better exactly so <laughs> if everybody that you know that was the top three or top five went to good teams then we will have a fucking slim ass league right because the other teams will have to fold there'll be no parodies there'll be no parodies right. so this is what I'm going to say. Well, yeah. This is what I'm going to say to Zion. Be a mm-hmm. fool 
and temper tantrum and, and still hold this little temper tantrum because you don't want to play for New Orleans. One thing mm-hmm. you don't, one thing anybody, any athlete, any athlete can tell you that is that has been a Saint or a Pelican. The city will love you to the end of the earth. Mm-hmm. To the end of the earth, we will love you to death. But if you do us wrong, till you do right by us. will not succeed. Do I have to give examples? Oh, well, we, we, let's, we can go to the Super Bowl. Eli going to be Eli, and I ain't talking about man. Do, I'm trying to tell. I'm trying to. You still Eli got an apple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cause and then, you know, cause a lot of people be like, "Well, Anthony Davis did get a ring. What's going on with him now?" Yeah, who's uh, gold? What's going? Gold. What's going on with him now? And then, y'all, and then, Tyler, we talk, y'all got a live look into what happened. Right, now we talk about the, the bubble. Now, now, we, cause That's bubble, good, bubble. Boy. Okay, all right. Yes. Eh. Yes. Well, we'll give you an asterisk championship. Okay, you can have that. Mm. Don't do that. The goat mm. is on that team. Don't but, do that. But we're going to do that. We're going to do that. Everybody, everybody, don't put an asterisk next to that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the bubble championship. Uh-huh. Oh no, that bubble championship. That bubble that chip. All about- yeah, that's the bubble <laughs> chip. Oh, bubble chip. Oh no, we got it. Uh, we got it. We got a new word added to us. Our first word in the Untitled Forecast Dictionary: bubble chip. The bubble chip. <laughs> bubble chip. Everybody know who won that bubble. Y'all is listening. Right. Not bubble chip. Not AI. Bubble chip. You do not have to know sports. And if you say, "Hey, who won the NBA title in the bubble?" Oh, the Lakers. That's the bubble chip. Everybody know that. <laughs> and you can pronounce it either way, y'all. Y'all can say bubble or bubba. Either way, whichever one fits your fancy or your origin or your lifestyle, whichever region you're from. To bring it back to the question, though, real quick, um, I'm, I'm really in between what Black Pearl and, uh, and, and Cole said. I'm, okay. I'm, me, personally, I don't feel like Zion wants to leave. Um, okay. That's just my personal feeling outside looking in. Um, what do you feel that he does want? If I can throw another um, question, I, I feel like <laughs> he don't want to have three coaches in three years. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That, that could that could throw you off. But then also, yeah. I'm looking at the 2019 roster, and I don't really see too many veterans. Well, Drew's on that team. Yeah, Drew's on that um, team. I was about to say Drew's on that team. But but I'm saying I don't see too many veterans. You know what I'm saying? But even though he's the number one pick, all his hype, whatever, whatever. You still have somebody. You still have, you still have to have somebody to kind of show you the NBA way. Ah, I get what you're saying. He so, has so, no presence around him. Right. So this is to, what I'm saying. That JJ was on that was on that 2019 team. Yes. JJ was on JJ. that 2019. I, I get it, but what I'm saying is there weren't that many veterans. There were some. Yes. Hold there up. Were, hold up. We are talking about JJ Reddick. Not only was he on the team with Zion, but he is also a fellow Dukey as well. He is a fellow Duke alum. Please explain to me why not only is a fellow alum my teammate and could help me help show me the ropes, that was not sufficient enough. This kid still has yet to play a full season (laughs) and he refuses to get himself in any sort of quality shape to actually play well in the NBA. This right. is a completely this, different this, level of play is, than the NCAA. This is my thing. In JJ's statement regarding Zion, did he ever say, I tried to take, I, I personally, 
try to take him under my wing and show him the way and this, that, and the third. Did he ever say that? No, he never That's said what I'm that. looking for. I don't. He never, did not. He never said that. He did, he did not. No. So, okay. So, part of part of it, you know what I'm saying? You know, what I'm saying? You know it's fault on both parts. But gotcha. as, as, the, as an NBA veteran, like Pearl said, a fellow Dookie, if you see something, say something. Do something. Gotcha. Like okay. I think, I think, I think the one thing that is is so again because we're so direct we're so direct if you're a new orleans sports lover we're we just so direct bro it's like yo just if you don't want to be here just say right. you don't want to be here we we can take that more than you not saying nothing or you not showing up or you even lying saying like yeah i want to be here yeah this is the place i want like we don't we don't get down with that right period I got you. It's like, yo, if you want to play for us, yo, we cool. We'll love you. But if you want to, because we realize the type of market we are, we're not L.A. We're not, we're yeah. not, we're not even Atlanta, y'all. Let's keep it 100. We're not at, because that's a, a bigger market now. Like Atlanta is considered a, a big market. It's no longer a small market. Mm-hmm. So we know who we are. So we would rather root for who wants to play for us. Yeah. I, I feel that. And it's like, yo, bro, if you wanna if you wanna get moved, yo, get moved so we can get people that wanna come in. That's why we love Brandon Ingram so much. Yeah. That I, I think he's another one of them people that just come from the credo of hooping. And I'm not saying he don't understand money. I feel like he does, but I really think he could have walked away. He, he just wanna get on the court and play. Like whatever situation does him right, because I think that LA situation did him so trippy. It was like, bro, I don't wanna be with them them lights of LA. Like, give me my time. <laughs> Be my area to flourish and all that, but no, I I agree on that. But speaking of um, we talked about LeBron and the player movement. We talked about Zion. This was a small point, but we got to touch on it. So we touched on the Ben Simmons, James Harden trade last week. So James Harden yet again set another team getting another double double on who, opening who night. This week. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn! I, you gonna be on the Bucks next week, huh? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. uh. <laughs> so the first the, the detached want. teammate one. Let, let's stick. Yeah, we we gonna go. We got time. We're gonna stick with the teammate thing versus the stats thing. So him. Oh, quick! I'm gonna go back to him. Health wise, too, with JJ. I don't think once again, like Cole said, if you're mad about it and that's what you want to be, be that to play with your health like that and just get overweight. Forget NBA. Right. Health wise, I don't right. believe that's good. Right. So he needs to get in shape. Like honestly, health wise, whatever team you play yes. for, bro, don't yes. don't be out of shape to get mad at a team. Get it, it, they can't force you to play, bro. As be, you, see, I've been you, know, you know who he can be like? Be like what To did. To was in the middle. But hell yeah, just work out, working be out, extra in shape. Look, I ain't going back to them. What, so like, whenever what? you play, they're gonna give me my right. money. The food's too good down there, bro. Hey, that is true. You said what? That is true. The food's too good down there, bro. That is, uh, that is yeah. <laughs> that is true. He probably <laughs> let it. And he, he probably let that food in college. He's from South Carolina, so yeah. that, that good cookie yeah. got to the know your street. You better, you better James be and. You use some of that NBA money. Go get yourself a personal yeah. chef that can get you all that good tasting right. food, but with uh, within the calorie range that you need to be in, right? So that you can get yourself right. Okay, uh, uh-uh. uh, he can he should have the right trainers around him to get him his body in good shape for him to play. Period. Yeah. But but period. But, 
But speaking but see, of my guy, James Edward Harden Jr. That's a real name, by the way. That that's not real, right? Yeah, yeah. I got y'all with that one. I, go, <laughs> I got y'all with that one. Yeah, I just learned something on Titleist. But yeah, so going with the whole teammate thing. So he's with his third team after uh, reportedly having an injury, you know, uh, with the calf strain. Double-double when he first got back. How do we see his movement in general and also the trade. I'm gonna let Cole jump it off because like you say, he might be with the Bucks next week. So let's talk about the Sixer James Harden. Um, let's talk about the Sixer James Harden so right now. So I watched the I, I did I did watch a little bit of the game and mm-hmm. I from looking they 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 could be tough. They could be tough because for a few couple of minutes there they were looking very dreamish. Like it was like whoa, like it actually may work out. But then James is James. James yeah, don't ruffle and, his and feather. Then, don't let him yeah, not get playing time. Then I started <laughs> seeing the okay. James need the ball. James not getting the ball. Okay, all right. Then uh, I started. You know what I'm saying? I started to see. If it, it's not a problem right now, it's a debut. But down the line is, yeah. I don't. I still. I I can't get behind the seven. I hear everybody, but I just can't get behind the seventy sixes. Period. I just get it. Okay. I'm I'm gonna jump to you, Pearl. How do you feel about it? So, slight correction: James has played for four teams, not three. Four teams. However, yeah. four teams. However, he is the Are first player in NBA history. Are we counting huh? OKC? He they drafted. Him. <laughs> we yes, that? we are counting OKC. That was before we knew what he was. No, no, he, he actually are, left. Are, remember, he left because they didn't no. get they didn't want to uh, give him that extra like five mil or something right. like that. They gave. I, I'm mad at that one because there's a Durant yeah. fan. And he was there. They yeah. gave Ibaka all that money instead yeah. of him. So they could have found another seven one, He actually get a pass for that one. Yeah. Well, regardless, regardless, the man <laughs> has officially played for four teams, not three. But gotcha. despite that, uh, his latest stat now that he can add to pad his resume is that he is now he is the first player to ever have um, twenty five points and twelve assists at least in three with. In his first game with three different teams. That's why I said so, three. That's not good. That's, that's not a good stat that to hold, is, though. <laughs> that's why I said it's a weird, like, that's, a weird, that's okay. not a good so, stat to hold. James finished, James finished on Friday night in his debut um, with 27 points, and eight boards, and 12 assists. Now, okay. one of the things that they did say at, in, <laughs> in the uh, in, in, in the post game. Um, interview was that they still feel like they have a long way to go and I do believe that because as Cole just said at some point we all know that James is going to turn into James and with James he's got to have the ball in his hand James going to be James this team this team is not built for him to have the ball in his hands like that this team is built to have the ball in Joel Embiid's hands. Now, how are the two of them going to eventually work that out? That's going to be the big key. Because I do believe that if they can find a great balance, this could be a very dangerous team come playoff time. Because you now have that outside presence and that inside presence. And let's just be real, Cole. If you really watch that game, that pick and roll is going to be dangerous. Yeah, that's why I said that. Yeah, yeah. that's that's more for their bread and butter. They'll do that. I give you that. That is what both of them do all game long. And guess what? It doesn't matter who's switching where because both of them can drive and both of them can shoot. 
So that is going to turn into a big problem for teams to try to guard because it don't, you're going to have to commit one way or the other, but guess what? That's going to leave somebody wide open. But I was right. and if it's not one of them, it's gonna be another shooter. Bro, I will still run. I run my Mike D, uh, D'Antoni uh, offense. I will run their ass to death. Right. I would run they. I would run right. because James Harden and uh, Joel and B are terrible. Right. Are te- they good in half court defense? Right. Not in. I get not, not in full court. Not yeah. in full yeah. court. I would run their ass. I would run their ass stupid. Yep, the center, the center would have one job. They go back to old school basketball. Thanks. When you get the rebound, whenever who gets the rebound, run straight to the other basket. Don't run left, don't run right, don't try to cut. Run literally straight to the other basket. But before I go to UBD, uh, so, like, when James has the ball and, you know, he's dribbling and doing all that, what was the actual problem in Brooklyn? And I'm not going to news sites because we, me and Cole, I know we do the eye test a lot. What was the actual problem in Brooklyn? Because he was listed as the point guard, had the ball for the most period of time. Was it, the, as they say, the philosophy or he just couldn't stand when Kyrie went one-on-one? Because KD, he scores like that. He scores more efficiently and quicker. But really, what was the problem in Brooklyn? Was it people not being there more than it was the playing style? That's what I, I want to ask everybody. I'll start. I think it was two things. It Go was ahead. it was the necessary parts that he thought he was gonna play with not being there. Like Got you. I can understand that one. Yeah. And, and the fact that he already said he already told us um, that that uh, Philly was his first choice. He already said that. I think that counts, but I think that's a cop out if they would have played more games together. Like real talk, like if they would have played more games together, I don't think that would have been a problem. But I get you, yeah. So since, since the problem did arise, it was a reason to say Right. It was his first choice already. <laughs> right. But I had the opportunity to play with two great players. Exactly. So I'm yeah, I'm gonna go with my man's again. And see. Oh, now I can't play with these players. It's up now. Like so everybody can now. I don't even I don't even think it was I don't even think it was any of that. Go ahead. What I think it was was that when he got to Brooklyn, he went from okay. being the number one guy in the Houston organization that could yeah, look if you wanted something changed, he can get it done like that. You, uh, you see okay. what I'm saying? You saw you saw what he did. He had Westbrook and CP gone like that. Compel right. gone like that. When he got to Brooklyn, ain't no room for that. KD and Kyrie got that already. Yeah. Because they okay. are they are the package deal that came. Because if okay. you know, you see what I'm saying? Because Kyrie okay. was the I one that, that. that that worked to get KD to come. He was like, "Yo, we gonna play together." So that was a package deal. So I get. Why would Brooklyn? Now that they bring in this guy who had check this out now has not proved anything that he can just score a lot. That's it. Which his scoring hasn't transferred into winning championships at all. And right. assists, and and you got- Bruh, all of that, all of that numbers has not translated into anything successful. What it's translated into is showing me that your ass can't be trusted when it comes to playoffs because your ass for some and strange he did reason. Prove get that again. That's crazy. <laughs> and he did prove that again. Right. Dang. So it's like, ah, dang. When you're right, you're right. You know, and I'm gonna tell you. And that's what and that's what <laughs> kills me the most. And that's what I felt like what happened when he got to okay. when he got to Brooklyn. It was like, oh, okay. oh, so y'all ain't gonna let me do my thing, but these two, like, he seems like the type of nigga that is like, oh, well, he doing this, why can't I do it? Like that just seems like the type of guy right. James Harden comes off as. The homeboy joint wore off real quickly. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, right. Yeah, that's the right. My homeboy, we played together. <laughs> 
and they, I mean, now mind you, they could be actually really tight off the court anyway, but they actually had a couple run-ins, I feel. Y'all remember when Durant didn't play on the USA team? Like, he was scheduled to, and he didn't, and they had this little thing on ESPN, and James Harden, like, he called him. They, of course, they didn't see what the conversation was about, but when he heard the news, he was like, what the freak? And he called him like, oh, what? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't think that was a beef, but I'm saying, like, I think they've had some on-court disagreements in the past. And then, like you said, he got Russell out of there. You know, Bro, he, he got them out of there. So what's the next best thing? Let me go to organization. Let me go to organization where I can get some power and control. Oh, mm-hmm. my homeboy in Philly. Right. Yeah, it's a lot right. of people over there in Philly that you know what I'm saying no I'm, I'm saying I'm saying off the court. Got you. Know, right. You know what I'm saying? So you no, know, go ahead. I'm sorry, D. Yeah, 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 you good. I, that's all I wanted to say. But yeah, it's a lot of man. Okay. He's comfortable. I'll, I'll say that. Gosh, Honestly, I'm just I'm gonna end this on this. I think that the Philly trade actually probably works in James's favor more because I think that he is now on a team where, as Cole said, I think that he has a little bit more sway, a little bit more power per se, but he's also part of that one-two combo. Whereas in Brooklyn, he wasn't a one-two. He was only that when one of the other options wasn't was there. not there. But he uh-huh. was not technically one of, at that one or two. Now he is in a situation where he is that. And that's where James is most comfortable and wants to be. Right. Especially at this point in his career. And be, and, so, and, on, on that note, that's where I think, that's why I think he's probably much happier in Philly than he was in Brooklyn. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with the happiness part. Like if in the in the general sense, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Go be go be happy, my guy. Like if you you know what I'm saying, if, if you want to play your better ball, then go do that. But again, I don't I don't care if he score a billion points. <laughs> I don't care if he have 10 million assists. If he don't have a chip to go with that, I'm not talking to him because you don't know how to win. I'd rather go talk to Robert Ory before I talk to James Harden. Because Robert, o- Robert Ory know how to win. Uh, Matt Stafford. Uh, huh? Oh, I, I, <laughs> look, I go talk to Matt. Because uh, Matt know how to win. James don't know how to win yet. I don't give, I don't is, give a damn about how true. many points you put up, bro. I guess you just throw money at it. Like the <laughs> That's how you like how you how you on the set again? How you on the seventy five list and you don't have a and you don't have a, a a championship at all? Okay, look real quick. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm gonna just throw this in there. This is totally off. When you know what was so off to me about the seventy five? Like the only okay. player that I was really like, like when I really seen it, when I really started thinking, I was like, why is he on there? It was Kawhi Leonard. When he walked out there, I was like, he's the quiet pick. He's the quiet one that nobody talks about. <laughs> He's the quiet one on that list that nobody you know talks about. I'm, I'm gonna give you this as as a what I think. I'm gonna give you this. I'm gonna give you this. Compared to like you said, a lot of other resumes, the Anthony Davis and all that, like that. You do have a was it was he a Finals MVP? Two time Finals MVP. Two time Finals MVP. Yeah. Two time. I don't know if he got Defensive Player of the Year, but I know he's definitely All First Team. But I don't know. If you ever got defensive player of the year, and you do have the two chips, so once again, and with the other categories of your LeBrons and your James Harden and your Stephen Curry is way different, but I'm just saying in that class, kind of he played with them. 
I get once again him being on the list. And, and I like Cole will always yeah. do. If we're going to kick some people off, that's fine. But he's not one of the first people I kick like, off. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't kick him off. And he's a two-time champion. Yeah, I can see it on paper. But when he walked out there and like seeing everybody walk out there, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, okay. Oh, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is... Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. This is Kawhi's resume, okay? Two-time okay. NBA champion, two-time NBA finals MVP. Got you. Five-star, five five-time all-star. Okay. Two-time defensive player of the year. Mm. See, dang, see, the two of them. Okay. I didn't know he won one. Okay. And he was the, um, he was the uh, NBA all-rookie first team. Okay. How many yeah. times was he all defensive team? Even though two times defensive all, player of the year was great too. Three times all defensive team, um, uh, first team. Four Ooh. times all defensive second team. <laughs> hey yo, I ain't gonna front. You gotta right put him there. on that list. You, we we no, forgetting y'all. Man, his the first man plays on both ends right. of the floor. His first yeah, MVP him was against that. was against your God. You forgetting that? Oh, right. He shut right. your God down to win his first MVP. <laughs> Oh yeah, Kawhi, oh, Kawhi Leonard put the uh put the clamps on uh on, on uh, LeBron in that finals. On Bronny. Hold on tight. This ride is taking off. Yeah, you're correct, but that's not my guy. That, you did. You can't keep going back and forth on this. Him being your guy, not uh, me. Yeah, I ain't going front. I knew we had a, I knew we had a clean cut resume, but I ain't going front because yeah, honestly, what Pearl, no, what Pearl just read at first was Kevin Durant minus the scoring titles, two time mm-hmm. MVP. But when she got to the defensive part, bro, bro. Two-time defensive player of the year, five times all first team, four-time all set. Bro, a lot of people up there at that stage in time don't have that. Right. Now look, I <laughs> like, I like I can't paper, take. Like even 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 seeing him play in the game, even right. on paper, like I get it. You just saying the uh, the optics look weird. Yeah, I'm like, I think because he's been injured, he's been injured uh, yeah, the last couple of years. Yeah, so that's why it's like, huh? If he was healthy, right. if he, I feel like if he was healthy, it would have been like, oh yeah, it's no, it's a no brainer. Because when he's healthy, he's a beast. Yeah. He's 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 dominant. You know what? God no, actually, I'm glad you brought that up, BD, because he's from where? Where's Kawhi from? Where is he? Oh, he's from uh, he's from Cali somewhere. We gonna keep it West Coast. We gonna keep it West Coast. <laughs> the, that was a great one. I'm glad you brought that up with the number two. They're not number one no more. Shout out to Miami. Uh, but the number two team in the East, that boy, Demar Darnell DeRozan, another real name for you. Another real name. I get middle names out here. I give y'all history and facts. I get middle names out here. And if you don't want it, don't put it on your wiki. But yeah, Demar Darnell DeRozan is doing something different that we've never seen before. Not from Will, not from Mike, not from Kobe, not from Lebanon James. He would so have a black prior, ass middle name. <laughs> prior. To the all-star break, DeMar surpassed Wilt Chamberlain for the longest stretch in NBA history with 35 points while shooting at least 50% from the field. After the all-star break, it continued when he scored 37 points on 71.4% shooting from the field in a win over Atlanta. I'm going to read these seven. Now, tonight he only got 31. 
the 30 streak is is continuous, but I don't think the 30 streak has anything with field goal percentage. But in the field goal percentage, why is this is a streak? 37.71%, percent 38.57%, 48.56%, 35.64%, 36.68%, 38.59%, and the last one before he got his 31-point game, which was tonight, 45 points and 60% from the field. Like, that's locked I mean, in. That's locked in on the level. Okay. Uh, are we saying I'm MVP? Gonna, I'm I'm going to repeat what Reggie Miller said during the All-Star game that was co-signed by Dwayne Wade. Okay. That is Mr. Mid-Range Jumper right now. Come on now. That man is locked in on his mid-range game and can't nobody stop it. And I got to check how tall he is because he's still shooting over everybody like he Kevin Durant. Like I got to check his height again because he's getting bucks. It, like he is six six, six and he, I know, he he gets up on his elevation, but like he really be just he goes there every time. Like so, are we with all of this being said and him continuing to play like this? We're still the thirty points over. If the Bulls stay in the top seed, are we saying MVP? Because I don't feel like he's the most improved. I just feel like he's better than. Was it most? Throw, if if you don't say MVP for sure, you got to throw him in there. Okay. I would probably I'm throw good. him in the mix. Yeah, he, 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 he can get in the vote. I, he can get into the voting, but yeah. and nah, I don't think, he, I don't I think always, he's gonna I don't get think it. He's gonna get it. That's a, what but I, I but I I do think you could throw him into the mix though. That kind of brings me to the next court. The next question with everything being everywhere, who's and it don't have to be a top whatever, but who's in the running then? If not him, because I have like who's. Who's, no, he's in there. He's in there. The MVP. No, I'm, in general, who are the names though? I'll be told that, I know. I still, I, I'm a I'm a huge Jokic fan. His numbers are better than his last. His numbers Jokic, this okay. year are better than his numbers last year. Right. He won the MVP I think, last year. I think that debate is a is the same thing that they do on TNT with the Jokic thing. It's like I agree because of their position. Will he get penalized? Yes. That's, that's, that's why he's gonna get penalized. Here's my here's my thing though for the case with Demar Derozan, right? Like last year, last year, the Bulls were out of the playoffs, all that. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't even thought about. Right. right. This year, they get DeMar DeRozan. He's like, that was essentially one of those, like, like the pieces that they added on in the offseason. And now mm-hmm. they're doing this, like you said, second in the East, mm-hmm. going to make the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, and how can you not say he's the, not the most valuable player? Right. Like that's, uh, that's the piece they added, and now. How can they, you? Well, but how can you not say? Look, Jok- at, the, look at the success they're having now with this player. But how look can you not say Jokic is not the MVP and his numbers are better? No, I'm just saying. How can you not say he's not? And his numbers are better. He's doing better than he w- did when he won the MVP. That's cool. That's but cool. Saying, look, that's cool. But I'm, what I'm saying is, look at the difference the addition of DeMar DeRozan has made for the Bulls. Like, the Nuggets, they pretty much... So, they, they, so let's... All right. Let's keep what you're saying in same, in same sense, right? Let's I mean, take... Yo, let's take... But what if you take Jokic off of that team? Mm-hmm. They don't... They don't have the, the wins that they have. They don't have... you take If you take his numbers off of that team... Yeah. So, wouldn't he be more... Wouldn't he be more valuable? I think you. I think I think that the same argument though could be made with Demar. Demar not being on that Chicago 
on this Chicago Bulls team, they're not going to be looking nearly as good as they are right now. And and really, Denver is just you know they. And I I I'll give you that because Zach hadn't been there, so I can't counter argue that and be like, "What well, they have Zach?" And and Lamar right. hadn't no. been there, so I can't. It's been a, it's been a lot of injuries on that. Yeah, team. a lot of injuries. So I can't at, counter. At some point in time, Damn you, I think. Paul. I think at some point in time, Lonzo, Caruso, and Levine were all in. We're injured. all out. Yeah, Caruso's still out. Right, and so was Ball. And Ball's I believe. still out, yeah. And Levine, he's I think still so. out too. No, Levine, Levine, no, well, he did no, play. Back. Oh, he yeah, did play. He did come back. Yeah, but um, yeah, Zach is back. But I'm just looking at the other standing, so I see. You throw, you throw Giannis in there. Uh, ah, yeah, Giannis. Quick, you quick throw, one though. But see, okay. Honestly, though, everybody, let's just be real. We all know who is doing his damnedest to actually get MVP this year. Oh, yeah, and that Joel. is who we just finished talking about who is playing now alongside James Harden, and that is Joel Embiid. Joel okay. Embiid is trying his hardest this season to get MVP. Okay, and now. I honestly believe that the move to get Ben out and get James in also was garnered by him for that reason. Because now he has a guy that's going to give him the ball and play with him in a way that's going to help him improve his numbers to where he could look better than Jokic is looking right now. And he can match what DeMar is doing in Chicago. So that's a good good breakdown. That that was a damn good breakdown. Because I didn't even think about that. Good. And this is by memory. So with the Jokic thing, when Russell Westbrook went in on his event season, the Thunder, I believe, were only in the sixth or seventh seed. Right now, Jokic and his MVP stat numbers, they're in the sixth seed. You said Giannis. Giannis is actually in the fifth seed. The Bucks in the fifth seed. Philly is in the third seed. We said Steph could go to state in the second seed. Two names I'm going to throw in there. Is John ja Morant too young for MVP or is he going to get most improved? Is he on that list? Or is he an MVP conversation? Not getting I think he's it. He's the most improved. Most yeah, improved. I would say okay. most improved, not MVP. Unless they do, gotcha. unless, unless he does something crazy like lead the Bucks. Right. He, well, he's injured as now. Now well, he could he could get cool. MVP if he if he lead the Bucks. I mean, uh, uh, the Grizzlies like to the conference finals or something right. like that. But he's his his uh. Even though they say so, his right? playing is going to go down some because yeah. I believe yeah. his oh, has the that thing with the hip. I don't know if he's actively playing. Uh, Phoenix. Even after they choke last year, because it's a new season and you know that's how you got to play it. Is anybody on their MVP worthy, or are they just a real good team? Because it's a real good team. That's a good team. Okay. This is a good team. They, just, good yeah. team. they play good okay. team ball. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. That's that. They are they are a solid team, but I do not see any one player on that team being like they they MVP literally worthy. they literally rely on everyone. That's a yeah. I can finish relies on everyone. Like you got to be everybody got to be on their game. They got good pieces right. too. Oh. Right. Like they, they're okay. able to use and they and they're and yeah. they're deep. They're yeah. deep. They yeah. play deep. Unlike a lot of teams, they play deep. And and once again, I like I feel like like they very much remind me of Golden State during their early run, where like they could go ten deep, and it mm. didn't matter which part she moved in. It it all seemed to work out the same way. Too bad. Like, I feel like that is the them. type of team that Phoenix has. Too bad Phoenix ain't gonna win. They ain't gonna win. <laughs> I feel not, bad for them. Brandy, they should have. They should have traded Chris Paul. Then they probably would have won. 
I'm so mad at you for that. You keep going back to that. <laughs> as long as Chris Paul sits on the roster. Chris Paul is part of it too. Chris Phoenix Paul, see this not, what happens. Phoenix would not it win. It comes up. They would not win. Mm-hmm. They Sooner or later, everybody going to get touched by that New Orleans bloodline. They got to stay away. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Right by the city because we will send Cole to get you. And even if we don't send him, he's going to come anyway. Hey. Along with all the old faithful. You know oh, I mean? my goodness. So, oh, my so goodness. We're going uh, gonna to keep it with, um, I'm glad you said, Chris Paul, you said something. You said something. Let me get it back. He said, if we would have won, they probably would have traded him. Oh, lose. You said they'd have had Chris Paul. They wouldn't have lost. So we're going to talk about losses. So um, I'm going to get it to you. So Gramlin State, they uh, have a head coach, Hugh Jackson, and I believe he took a loss by this hiring. But since I don't have information in front of me, Cole, I'm going to give it to you. We're going to jump to the college section. Man, so. Hire? Who did that boy hire? So (laughs) let me, Hugh Jackson has to be the dumbest person <laughs> i've seen to be a head coach in in any capacity of any league like i don't even think a high school right. uh, uh, a 14 and you uh up and under head coach wouldn't have made this dumb decision so your mm-hmm. boy hugh jackson who just newly hired at grambling state university hbcu uh for those of you all who don't know what grambling state university is a historically black college and university Gotcha. Hugh Jackson, who used to be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns when they Ooh. were Owen forever. Man only right. one. <laughs> he had a bad record. Bad Ooh. record. So <laughs> when he got hired by Grambling, it was like, okay, you know, that's that's good. Like, that's good exposure. That, right. That's like black for man. the HBCUs because Hugh Jackson is a big name. Just like Deion Sanders is a big name. Eddie George is a big name. And these people right. are coaching at HBCUs. This asshole goes and take a step backward, though, because he goes and hires Art Bryles. And if you don't know who Art Bryles is, Art Bryles is the former mm. head coach at Baylor. And he was a part of the 2016 scandal at Baylor that just rocked that whole program. If you all don't know, the Baylor Bears, was it the Baylor Bears? And then the name the Baylor Bears. Yeah, yeah, under his watch, they had over ninety-two sexual assaults to women mm. happen from players on their team. Out of those uh, ninety, I think they said twenty of them went were actually prosecuted. Out of those twenty, uh, five were like went to trial. Out of those five that went to trial, one actually got a 20-year sentence. Wow. But he was also not hit with a no-show cause penalty from the NCAA. So basically the NCAA was like, he didn't, he had no uh, knowledge of what was going on. (laughs) And they only condemned him because if he, you know, he he supposedly knew one or two things and he didn't say anything. Mm. So they only condemned him for that. But Grambling goes and hired this man after no one decides to touch this. And this man has still to this day, in any of his interviews, has not apologized to any of the women that were harmed and that were, that were victimized in this. He has not apologized to no one. He ain't, he, he ain't taking no responsibility. He's just like, yo, hey, it happened. I'm a coach. Like, it is what it is. But for HBCU... 
and for Grambling, of all places. Because if you all don't know, Grambling is the home of Doug Williams. Come on now. Right, right. Doug yeah. Williams is the face of Grambling. Doug Williams this Preach. week came out and said, he, and this is why I love African Americans, because when we don't agree with shit, we say, nah, we done. This man on a radio show said, that guy asked him, can you support Grambling after high? He said, oh, no. Oh, no, I can't support that because that means I condone what he did. Mm. Mm. Got to drop facts on here. Got to drop facts on here. Um, does anybody, because that was a quick point, but does anybody have anything to add or anything different to that story? I would definitely, before before anybody start. I would, I want, I really would love for our view because I know Pearl is finna really fuck y'all brain up and tell mm-hmm. y'all from a woman's <laughs> perspective how the fuck she yeah. feels about this. So please yeah. listen. Please listen. That's all I ask. Pearl, I guess I give it to you since he called you. I'm gonna say this. If this man is not off of this staff before the season starts, mm. that school is gonna have more problems on their Ooh. hands. Mm. Mm. So, mm. I'm going to end it at that. Gotcha. He needs to be kicked off of that staff before the season starts because this hiring never should have happened in the first place. Right. And especially at one of our schools. Right. And like old girl, uh, I can't remember her name, but she was on first take and she said it. She was like, how can this man be? He, he failed at being a college head coach, which a college head coach is a crafter of men you are crafting young men you fail that you fail that at so many levels is ridiculously stupid so why in that fuck would a hbcu that's why i'm mad at grambling why would y- y'all right. should have been the first one and been like you come on bro you know damn well no. we can't spend this listen i i i i am normally a believer in second chances this right. is not one of those cases. Yeah, because because and then like with when you said that, if y'all don't know, these aren't just his allegations that are attached. This is him covering up his players' allegations. Right, right. A lot of these other confirmed things that uh, Cole is talking about. Just now, I'm reading, and I hope that brother is better because I I want to put down the brothers. But uh, brother had two counts of sexual assault. That while he was there, they got dismissed. Another brother who transferred, when he transferred to Penn State, the reason why he had to transfer was because the academia and scholarship level took away all his stuff. But then he moved to Penn State to try to get it. They later found out, oh, this is why he wanted to transfer and convicted him while he was at Penn State. It was a linebacker. I'm not going to say their names. You got to read the story on ESPN. But, yeah, so a lot of these aren't just his. These are his players that he's covering up, too. Which, you know, no, you can't, you can't lead men. Can't period. Man. You can't lead men. Right. Period. And I damn sure don't want you around my black men, like my black yeah, young. Thank right. you. Fuck yeah, no. Right. Thank you. No. Right. No. BD, did you have anything more to no. add? Well, speaking, and I love it because I'm finding it. And I'm, I feel like I'm getting better. So you said because I want to go back to the quote. So you see how I do this, uh, this this artwork I do on the podcast. You said Gremlin is going to have more problems on their hand. So speaking of hands, we're going to go with that Dewan Howard backhand, right hand, wrestling <laughs> hand to the coach. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? So we're going to talk about the SmackDown. So uh. 
yeah, yeah, let's go. You like how I did that? You feel me? <laughs> it's a work of art. Michigan's men's basketball coach from the Fab Five, Juwan Howard, won't be on the sidelines for a while. I'm reading an article from the USA Today. So Howard has been suspended for the remainder of the regular season by the school and fined 40,000 40, for oh, striking the wow. opposing coach at the end of the Wolverines game against the Badgers. Now, some of y'all are asking, how did this happen? We didn't see that. So apparently he was disgruntled after obviously Michigan was going to win and they called a timeout in the last 15 seconds of a 77-73 game. I think that was the final score. So when they went to shake hands, if you, I'm pretty sure everybody saw the video, he struck the Wisconsin assistant, Joe, he, he has a last name, I'm not going to say it because it's going to be ruined, but he struck the assistant coach in effort to get to the head coach melee ensue his players had his back because knuck if you buck i believe was playing before this <laughs> and um yeah <laughs> and it went there so um i guess the question is i don't have a oh okay the opinion so the coach that called that timeout knowing he's gonna win and i'm gonna go, i'm gonna go to you first bd because you always give a different perspective why does that coach call that timeout there he didn't get a foul because if it was a sub, he could have got a foul and sub this player. Why does he call a timeout, the Wolverines coach, at that juncture? What is he trying to prove? Mind you, this other coach doesn't have as much melanin as Jawan Howard has in his skin. I'm just saying that to set a, you know, a precedent. But why does he call that timeout? Is there a realistic reason? You, or do you Wisconsin, think Wisconsin called the timeout? Or the, who called the timeout? No, no. With uh, Wisconsin called the timeout, but they were winning. By yeah. 15, like the, the bag was in hand. So why does he call that timeout then? And oh, that's what I'm asking. You, Honestly, yeah, I don't know. What I'm I'm, I'll ask BD first because, like, is there another perspective or is it what I think? Because um, I think it's I, obvious. I, I don't know why he would call that timeout, seeing that okay. as they were winning, uh, seeing as it's only 15 seconds left. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then I think Jawan took it. I think the Michigan players and Jawan took it a certain way. So that kind of heightened the situation. Of course, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, but you know what I'm saying in regards to uh, Jawan reacting the way he did, I'm not gonna lie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you in that, uh, when you in that handshake line, um, you know, you just had a a, a loss like that, and then you, Jawan is passing this guy by. He stops him. He says, "Okay, so to break oh, to break down that, that, the reason why the reason why he hit." Didn't want to stop me. Jawan refused to shake his hand. I'm sorry I didn't mention that. Right. I don't have to shake your motherfucking hand. hand. Fuck your exactly. goddamn hand. Right. right, that's his choice, bro. Like, right. You know, okay. Everybody don't. You mean? I, yeah, that was my opinion anyway. But I just wanted to ask, like, is that? Am I seeing it differently? And then, and then I hate to, I hate to play the race card, but like, as a white man, like, bro, you don't right. do he, not put the, your hands on me. Right. Bro. The fact that he grabbed Jawan Howard, mm -hmm. and and everybody's like, I hate when they be like, well. It, Juwan, what he did was wrong. He shouldn't have picked up his hand. Wait, first and foremost, yeah. that man shouldn't have grabbed Juwan Howard. Where's his, where is his suspension for, for him grabbing Juwan Howard? Like, we don't... Because after he didn't shake his hand, he said, I'm not shaking hand. Please don't touch me. You can, you can, bro, see, you can see him. You can see him. You can see him he when said, he... Please yeah. don't touch me. And then he touched him again. And then he touched him so, again. So, I say to a black man, I said, don't touch me. You broke it once. Now I'm going to show you why we really was out in Detroit. That's like... Matter of fact, let me call out fucking LaFonzo Ellis' old Uncle Tom ass. 
on ESPN. Okay. Yeah, okay. fuck you, Lafonso Ellis, because he was the main one sitting up there. Uh, uh, Jawan Howard should be suspended for the rest of the season. Like, you just can't be doing anything out here. Man, shut your goddamn Uncle Tom ass up. <laughs> like, you ain't see that goddamn video. I'm, mm-hmm. I get tired of it. Uh. That, yeah, it it I will say when the people listening and just in us right here talking, it does have to be said as professional as we have to act and what we do, you still have to respect our boundaries. Cause Thanks. once again, from press conferences of people of quarterbacks that are not, like I said, don't have as much melanin in their skin, of walking off or whatever like that, to Cam Newton sitting there just disgruntled but still being there but now he's lazy and not you know we got people that literally walk off and don't do interviews and they lose from tom brady every time oh, he's tom lost brady's a sore fucking loser every time every time he is lost you notice you haven't seen a postseason joint from him every time he's lost but when he wins he's there but if that black quarterback loses if he doesn't do it, oh, he's ignorant. He should have came out to speak to the public. Why is it even a thing? So, Jawan Howard did nothing wrong. That man touched him first. Jawan ain't doing nothing wrong. And him right. doing that. I mean, Pearl, you know, I'll go to you. Yeah, yeah, get that. What you feel, Pearl? Okay, I'm going to play a little devil's act. Oh, Lord. We got to have one. We got to have one. It's not right if we don't have one. don't have one. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it like this because this goes back to what we were saying in the last segment that we talked about. I believe that there has to be a level of decor. And we are as the head coach of a team, you are teaching your players, you are teaching those men how to behave, how to conduct themselves, regardless of how the situation is. You're right. And don't I put your mo- don't let nobody put their motherfucking hands on you. That's what I goddamn teach. You know don't put don't don't you let so, nobody put their motherfucking hands on you. If you say don't touch me and they still touch you, knock their motherfucking uh, ass out. Uh, and I'm gonna disagree with you <laughs> because this is one of those instances where at the end of the game you are supposed to show good sportsmanship. I don't care how the game goes. Show decent sportsmanship. You don't have to like how it went. He didn't even have to fully shake his hand. He could have did a quick uh and then moved on. He did. He tried to move away. He grabbed him. He did. did. No, no. Okay. all, all All I am saying is I don't think that the incident should have gotten to the place that it did. I am not blaming Juwan for what happened, Mm -hmm. but I'm saying like there does have to be a a level of decorum on both sides. Okay. And yeah. okay. the yeah. other guy, the other guy could have very easily respected Juwan Howard and what he had requested of him of <clears throat> not to touch him. And y'all, y'all could have did a fake handshake for all I care and yeah. moved on. Or he could have just slid on past him and just nodded at him. Juwan said he, he, he wasn't built like that. that. He wasn't built depending, to be fake. Depending, <laughs> depending so, on, the, on the stakes of the game or, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 I'm, and, I'm, and we go I'm back. Off, I'm bopping off like Isaiah Thomas. We go, we go back to the whole situation. I'm going to go back to the timeout situation. I did not watch the game. I did not watch the game. But if he did, if that if that Wisconsin coach did call a timeout, it could have very easily been so that he could have put some of his players on the bench into the game because he would not have had an opportunity to do so without that timeout. Even with the game being well in hand, sometimes you want those players 
bench players who don't get a chance to play to even have a few seconds on the court. There is nothing wrong with that. Teams do that all the time. Okay. So I, I wouldn't have seen anything wrong with that if that was the reason for him calling that timeout. Now, once again, as I said, I don't think that it should have gotten to the level that it did. I'm not blaming Jawan for what happened. I believe that like it could not have happened without the other coach doing what he did. So yeah. in that same regard, these men are setting examples for the young men on their teams. That is what the real story is. You are setting an example for young men. Set a good-ass example. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to tell you what, though. The players that was in them. You're going to be a head coach. Set a good example. The players that was with them, like Cole said about the lesson, even though he said, like, tell somebody not to touch you, they going to ride for him for life. Them players that was in there, oh, they – that's they man. When they say coach, and as coach. you know, when you get that, I know my, refer, co- my coach when they say my coach, they're going to refer to Jawan Howard. No matter how many years they play in the NBA, CBL, overseas, don't play no more, work at Verizon later, they're going to say, <laughs> I play under Jawan Howard, and we don't take no mess. So when I say put my papers on my desk, Put, Put my, my papers, papers on, on my, my desk. desk. <laughs> <laughs> you seen the ESP. You seen the, seen the fight, right? Boy, he taught me that hand. Trust me, it reaches the travels. So if I got to get the Sally before I get to you, whoever in the way is going to get it. Everybody can get this right hand. Everybody. Oh but speaking, speaking on another note, with young athletes uh, in the HBCU, we're going to take a small turn, then we're going to jump into some of the standings and the losses today. But during the All-Star Week, we hashed out a little bit of it, but uh, the HBCU and the NBA teamed up. And by the way, one of my friends actually had a Morgan jacket on. They actually have gear where the NBA and HBCU collabed on it for All-Star Weekend and have gear for Morgan, and not just Morgan and Howard, also all the other HBCUs that I believe were in the MEAC conference. But they had that game, Howard won 68-66. So I'm just shedding that to say a good look. It's really no topic on it. I mean, if you guys feel like you want to talk about it, that's fine. But we got to get to what's happening next month. You know what I'm saying? It's a little bit of madness going on. So, Pearl, so I know a lot of upsets happened today. So can you just fill us in on some of the upsets on the men's side that happened Happily. today? Happily. So we are starting to gear up now. Everyone is jockeying to get themselves prepared and ready for conference tourney play. Okay. Before we hit the main tourney, it's conference play. So, with that being said, the latest upset from today number one, Gonzaga, went down to St. Mary's, ranked number 23. 67 to 57. Wow. Wow. What? 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 You didn't read that right. Your computer's wrong. I totally read that right. I totally read that right. For me, honestly, Pearl, read that again. What happened? And who did they beat? Number one, Gonzaga, went down to number 23 ranked St. Mary's. Oh, so they on that that Gonzaga stuff again? So let's be honest. Out of all the upsets you about to name, come on, Cole, be with me. Is that really an upset? 
or Gonzaga just on that Gonzaga stuff again. They just on that Gonzaga stuff again. <laughs> they like, just on Gonzaga, Gonzaga stuff again. Gonzaga might nah, be the man, most storied okay. program to okay. not win. I'll take it because they number one. I'll take it, but okay. They just doing Gonzaga stuff again. But go ahead, Pearl. You good. They, okay. oh, look, they doing that, they doing that Spokane, Washington shit where they located. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. This is the most I, I feel like this is the most interesting thing about this though, about this loss, is the fact that this is the week that they just took over that number one spot again. Just got it back. They just got that number one spot back and lost by ten points to St. Mary's. They weren't the only ones today though, gents. Oh no, no, no. To not be outdone, number two, Arizona lost to unranked Colorado. Seventy nine, sixty three. That one's tough. Number. Because... Oh yeah, oh yeah. So number, nah, that's that's a tough one. Number three, Auburn lost to number seventeen, Tennessee, sixty seven, sixty two. Okay, play Tennessee. That's a number four, Purdue lost to Michigan State. 68, 65. So that's already one, two, three, and four going down okay. today. Them niggas tired. I don't know. Like, what, what's Number, say it again, BD. Yo, yo. And we going to keep it going. Number five, Kansas. Went down today to Baylor, <laughs> ranked number 10. 80 uh, to seven. We don't mention that name around here. I'm joking. I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. Jeez. Number six, Kentucky. Did anybody win? Number 18, Arkansas. <laughs> I just think anybody won. Five to 73. None of them won. I mean, at least that was close. <laughs> that was close. Hey, so that one, that one was the closest one next to the Purdue Michigan State game. Because Purdue only lost by three. But yeah. So one through six lost today. God dang. Uh huh. That's going to be a lot of change. That's going to be a lot of change. A lot of change. Wait, you said one through six. Did you you say nine? Did you say nine? I haven't gotten to nine yet. Okay, go ahead. Because I'm looking at it now. To make sure I'm not crazy. It's more. There's more. This is tech. Right, number nine. (laughs) Lost to TCU, sixty nine to sixty six. I seen TCU play recently. I seen them, it was like one of them, like you know, when you wake up in the middle of the night and the game still on, is <laughs> replaying. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. TCU. Yeah, <laughs> they look. I they feel look, like honestly, TCU always good. when they play the games of TCU on TV, or like I guess what you said when they play the games at night to keep ESPN on. If you ever turn to that, they choose TCU a lot because I always see their football games yeah. at like three o'clock as well. TCU is that 4 a.m. school. Yeah, like, they must got an exclusive 4 a.m. contract with, right. with ESPN. Because they never rank. Uh, they are sometimes ranked, but they are always on ESPN at some point. I like their football uniforms, too. But, uh, but yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I was yeah, trying yeah. to look on the women's side. Did any of the women top 25 take losses today? I was trying to look on their side, but I didn't I don't, see I know it. old girl from UConn is back, though. Oh, so, Paige Bacchinos. Yeah. My yeah. girl is back. My girl is back. Jeez. Okay, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go on um, and finish up with with the men's side. So the only of the ones that I just listed uh-huh. in the top top nine, number yeah. seven Duke was the only one that actually won. 
Jeez. So I feel like on that, Dude, we are going to see Virginia, some shuffling. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, they beat Syracuse. Oh, Syracuse. Oh, yeah. Syracuse. Okay. Oh, Syracuse. Yes. They show more highlights of Coach K when Duke play not in the team. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when we talking, it's that's like it's kind of trippy to me that when you talk about the top ten teams mm-hmm. in college in men's college ball, mm-hmm. only two top ten teams won, and they were ranked seven and ten. That's crazy. Of the top ten. <laughs> Y'all, yeah, they got to do more better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, madness is really about to be madness. This conference tournament might be uh some fun too. I always kind of miss the conference. As long as they don't let it continue, I mean, they should be all right. Right. Most of them, but I mean, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna um and per usual, no upsets. No major upsets on the women's side. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you what. girls know they position. They do. Usual. You ain't about to make me that. Straight up. She not nicer than you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. Win. That, don't, that don't happen all too often. Ain't no woke up so, on the wrong side of the bed. So, no. All the upsets happen on the men's side today. And that, I feel, is just going to get us geared up, get us ready for tourney time i'm so excited for march madness is right around the corner um and to all our untitlers out there we will be doing a special bracket Mm. here at untitled sports talk i was exclusive you weren't supposed to tell you about that yet you let the album leak more information will be (laughs) i know right she out here leaking let the album leak (laughs) want y'all to participate because y'all know y'all know how we do around here oh so keeping with the basketball keeping with the basketball on this day, Joe. Wait, I gotta interrupt Pearl. Let me segue you. Yes. Let me segue you. You ain't even know. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let me segue you. So you said number between one and ten, only seven one, right? Uh-huh. Guess whose number was number ten on the USA team? No, who's not well, ten minus one. Mm. Guess whose number was number <laughs> nine on the USA team? You I know you laughing at me because you know Michael. Jeffrey Jordan. Go ahead, Pearl. Go ahead, Pearl. Like I, had, you had, I had to do it. I had to, I had to do it. Yo, it's a work of art over here. It's so, a work of art. So, MJ's number nine. I wore that number in school. That was my school number. Look at that. Look at that. See, we breaking more oh, history. Yeah. Biddy, you still oh, got yeah. that jersey. That's going to the Hall of Fame. We got it. Yeah, we got it. We got to that in the Hall of Fame. I need a frame. I need a frame. Now, let it go ahead. Let it go ahead first. What happened today with Michael Jeffrey Jordan? What did he do? Let it get that out. Talk about oh my goodness. On this day back in <laughs> 1987, <laughs> on this day back in 1987, with his 58 points scored in a single game against the then New Jersey Nets. Y'all don't even know that. Michael Jordan broke the single season scoring record for the Bulls. He still holds that record. Jeez. Jesus. Of 58 points in a regular season game. I'm Wait, so I, nobody I to, scored like, more really points in Bulls. That. That's crazy. No one in has scored history. more points than that in Bulls history. D right. Rose hadn't scored game. that? 57. 57. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm saying, though. Yo, that's what I'm saying, though. I'm telling you. I was like, nobody? 
Nobody has broke that record yet. And, be- no and because I love you, brother, I didn't take that off your wall when I slept in that room. It's the only reason. that too quick. I mean, I love you all and all, but uh, anybody have a jersey, Jordan jersey laying around? Like, no, nah, I'm joking. Nah, I'm joking. That's, that's a, a dope jersey. Real talk. Oh, man. Oh, so, yes. So, yes. So, one yeah, of the greatest cold. of all time. Cold One of the greatest of all time. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Still holds the single season scoring record in a game for the Bulls. Yes, he does. That is still his team, <laughs> even to this day. Oh, yeah. uh, Jordan, what he has done. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, he changed the game during his time, the way that Braun is changing it now. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, he got. We got. Oh, okay. Yo, out of out of all of the out of all of the ones, I, this is the last one that I got. Uh, oh, oh, ooh. listen, listen, boy, ooh. I party, boy. I remember so many parties in that jersey, bro. We had every if, <laughs> lefty. We had everybody you can think of, and we and when we would go to the parties, we went deep with jerseys. Crazy. <laughs> What was it? Was it the trend that started, or was it amongst y'all first, and then it just happened to be a trend? Like, did y'all do it because of the jersey trend? That y'all was like, "Hey, we yeah. just going." Now we were selling them. So, yeah, I, I, selling yeah them? our whole thing was if we wearing, people see us with them. Shit, they gonna want to buy them. Bad. Right. But yeah, well, and let actually, me get you know, off you the know, finger discount. The, before, <laughs> we, before we get out of here, it was actually BD who the one who came up with that, who said, "Hey, we should wear them." Because if people see it, they'll buy them. So it was actually BD who Mark, came up. Good advertising. Yo, y'all been look marketing for that long? I'm saying, look at us now. Long on a podcast. time. Long time, man. Always, long time. Always had a vision. Good brothers right here. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Yo, yo, as always, gents, it is a pleasure. It is a pleasure being here at Untitled Sports Talk with you all. This is your girl, Black Pearl, dropping them pearls on you. You can also catch me here um, at the or on the Village Family Podcast. Um, I am also on Pearl Notes with my boy C Note, where we talk about politics. Do a little dive there and talk about how it relates to the Black community in particular. Yo, Lefty, where else can we find you, boo? Well, now, so I'm gonna tell y'all, but I'm gonna give you a little story for it. So people want to be uh, within success. People want to be around success. So y'all know I do the basketball training, but a small note to just tell you that we win all the time. My organization, Iota Phi Theta Fraternity Incorporated, yeah, all that Greek black stuff. Um, we won the CIAA Step Show yesterday. Now, oh, whether I was a part or not a part of the team, that's the side. but I was. I'm just, but I was. Uh, but I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? So I say that to segue into this. The reason, because of that, tell them about them prices, BD. Tell them about them prices. Yesterday's prices, man, are not today's prices, man. They going up. You know what I'm saying? So you can catch up, me bro. if you yeah. in the Maryland area. Thank you for the infant, the pusher ad lib always, you know. It's not too ridiculous where you can't afford it, but ridiculous enough to buy your mama a house. You know what I'm saying? So uh, <laughs> catch me at gbb.basketball at gmail.com for any inquiries. I also, I think this was not set out. Yeah, that's the same thing I said too. Yeah.
I was yeah. I was saying the same thing. I was <laughs> I literally was saying the same thing. BD, where you wait? What what you catch you, man? What's happening, man? If you if you like what you heard here from me tonight, you gonna love me over at Three Wise Fools with mm. myself, with Cole mm. Jones, and with C Note as well, man. That's where you can find me elsewhere, man. And um, yeah. <laughs> Yo, Cole, what about you, son? What about you? Hey, man. Um, as the captain of this ship, I would like to thank everybody for enjoying our network. Uh, mm. All of our shows are wonderful, great shows, man. Shout out to everybody that's listening. Uh, you guys are really making this thing fun to do. Um, Untitled is really growing. Uh, and it wouldn't be without you guys listening. So continue to like, share. Uh, hit that button and do all of that good stuff, man, because we got big things coming and you all keep the motor and the lights on. So let's keep it moving. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Thank you, Untitlers. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Thank you. We cannot say that enough. We are here not only for ourselves because we do love talking about sports, but we love talking about sports and putting it out there to you. And we would love to hear back from you and get your feedback too. So, yep. Until next time, gents, we are out. Like Nisi Nash. Oh. And my best father with them. Double D. Yeah, boys. Oh. And my birthday.